Welcome to Cut Out the Crazy with Beretta Fleur, a podcast that invites you to elevate your life experience through improving your relationships, personal growth, and career. Subscribe to this podcast and find even more content, including free coaching videos on BerettaFleur.com. Hello and welcome to Cut Out the Crazy by Beretta Fleur. I'm your host, Beretta Fleur. I am an author, podcaster, and confidence coach, helping people just like you lead happier, healthier, more fulfilling lives. And I do that through my coaching, content, and storytelling. I am on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok under Beretta Fleur. And you can always visit my website, BerettaFleur.com, to subscribe to my newsletter. So happy to have y'all here with me. Today, I wanted to talk about body confidence, specifically what makes us have confidence or not have confidence. So we're going to discuss what body confidence and physical confidence means. We're going to do a little exercise to help you focus on your body and how you feel about it and deal with emotions that may arise during that exercise. And then I'm going to give you some perspective and things to work on to build up your body confidence muscle so that you can start feeling at home in your body rather than tearing it down all the time and focusing on those things that it either can't do or that you're worried about or that you're fixated on. Okay, so let's get started. So the reason why I wanted to bring up body confidence, first of all, I'm always interested in confidence in general, but I feel like body confidence is something that a lot of us do struggle with on a pretty daily basis. And that's a lot to carry around with you on a day-to-day basis because you can't get away from your body, right? I mean, you wake up, it's there. You go to sleep, it's there. (laughs) So I really wanted to delve into it. I was on TikTok And I saw a heartbreakingly vulnerable video of a young lady who was sobbing because she didn't think she was beautiful. And true, there were things about her that made her really unique. I don't need to go into them right now, but just suffice to say, I can understand why she was concerned about being beautiful and really just wanting to be technically, I guess, you know, pretty as anybody else might see it. But she was just sitting there and picking apart her face, which I honestly thought was young and unique and special. She had lovely hair. She was healthy or she looked healthy. She just, she looked to me like a very young upset lady who could not see past all of the things that she was picking apart. And I mean, it just broke my heart. So I really wanted to address body confidence with y'all and just let you know that if you do struggle with that or if you pick yourself apart like that. I really just, I'm here to help you. And hopefully you and I together can walk through an exercise or two and delve into those things that are making you feel that way. So if you are dealing with body confidence and it's really wearing on you, it's making you unhappy, it's making you cry, just know that you're not alone and I'm here to help. So while social media and the internet has us able to connect with more people now than we ever could before in history, living in such a media-heavy age can lead us into a deep visual neurosis. When we look at body confidence, whether it's something to do with height, weight, or even cultural or racial features, or what may set us apart as very different from others physically, it boils down to a very basic mental emotional response and your mental habits, which is what I'd like to go into today. So let's get started with a little exercise to put us inside our own bodies and connect with ourselves, including our imperfections. 
For this exercise, if you want to find a safe, quiet space to do this, it might get a little deep if you struggle with body confidence. So just be forewarned. Um, so if you are able to sit down and write things down, great. If you're not, if you're just driving or walking around or whatever you're doing, that's fine too. But it might be helpful to, to be able to write stuff down to get the best results from this exercise. So the first part of the exercise, I want you to picture yourself standing in front of the mirror and think about what you dislike about your head, hair, and face. So up to say like your the bottom of your neck, just think about when you look in the mirror, what you might find lacking or pick apart when it comes to your head, your hair, and your face. And I want you to write down those things that you might pick apart. And if there's a phrase that comes to mind that seems to be mean or taunting or just a fact that you find yourself repeating every time you look at your face and your hair and your neck in the mirror, write it down or just think about it. For the next part of the exercise, I want you to do the same thing, but with your upper body all the way down to your waist. So same thing. What do you dislike about your upper body, your arms, your hands, your fingers, all the way down to your waist? And if there's a phrase that comes into your head, please write it down or just think about that. This third part of this exercise, I want you to do the same thing again, but with your lower body from your waist all the way down to your toes. And again, if there's a phrase that comes up or a, um, a repeated kind of self-insult that you're inflicting on yourself, just remember it or write it down. The final part of this exercise is to go back through each part, section rather, of your body and write down the feelings you feel with each of these parts of your body that you have listed or picked apart. Is it anger, frustration, shame, sadness? It could even be trauma or distress or disgust. So when you think about that part of your body that you're, that you're picking apart, what feelings or emotions do you attach to that? Okay, I apologize if I've made you upset. And that's not the point of this, but the point is to connect with those upset feelings and break down very specifically the things that you're thinking about your body and to tackle these things one by one. Now that we've gone over this, let's move into addressing those feelings from both a physical and mental angle so that you can better understand why you feel these feelings and we can explore alternatives to this self-speak and hopefully give you a mental shift and a new perspective on the way that you deal with your body and its uniqueness. Dealing with head-to-toe imperfections and dealing with a lack of body confidence, with few exceptions, is mainly a mental game. Most of us dislike a part of ourselves physically because we are reminded of hurtful or even traumatic experiences. And these experiences or words or events in association with these attributes or parts of our bodies can really 
make us unable to think or even see our way out of how we're used to seeing ourselves. For example, a scar may remind you of a bad fall or an accident or even a burn, and you might think that it's ugly, or you might think that, you know, you can't look at anything else when you see this scar. You don't see your leg or your knee or your face or your arm. You see this scar. And that can be because you associate that scar with trauma or stress or something bad that happened. Your nose might remind you of something somebody said to bully you. And forever that phrase is in your head from when you first heard it, you know, on the school bus when you were 10 to when you're 20 or 30 or even 40 or even older. Your height or weight might make you feel sad because a stranger or even a family member or loved one or somebody in a relationship obsessed over it or put you down about it. These mental struggles, they may go really deep. Your body may not have only become your emotional stomping ground. It may be reacting to what you're choosing to do to it because of emotional pain. For example, eating issues, cutting, or other outletting behavior can lead your body to having scars or an unhealthy BMI, maybe even drug addiction or alcohol addiction or dependency. This knowledge that you're doing these things to yourself may be a source of many complicated emotions, including anger, shame, and disgust. A little story for you. When I was in my early to late 30s, um, which is, you know, about a decade ago now, I was struggling with my ability to conceive. And over several years, I abused my body with choosing unhealthy eating and drinking because of unhappiness or stress. Allowing this stress is really, really bad for you. It leads to inflammation. It leads to weight gain. It's just really, really stressful on your immune system. And I also confused my body with years of fertility and hormone treatments, trying to force it to conceive, trying to force it to do something that it couldn't really do because I thought that that was acceptable and normal and that's what women were supposed to be able to do. So instead of focusing on what my body could do or listening to what it needed or instead of dealing with my emotions, I treated my poor body like an emotional garbage dump. And quite honestly, it started to look and feel like it after years of that abuse. I am now in recovery to heal it and take care of it. And it is a slow process, but I mean, the slow process means that it's really working and it's sticking and it's real. But there's a lot to come back from just from me deciding I'm supposed to be able to carry children. I'm, my body is supposed to be able to do this. Let me browbeat it into trying to do it. So that's just one example of the way that we can unfairly put upon our own bodies to be what it's not and how that's really detrimental and it doesn't serve you and it doesn't serve your body and it doesn't make your body any better. It doesn't change your body or make it any different, right? It doesn't change what your body can do or what it is. So if this is the case for you, you're going to have to deal with your emotions that are directing these feelings toward your body because it's not your body's fault. And every time that you stand in front of that mirror and shame yourself, it's not going to help. So if you can, meditate on the things you wrote down in the exercise and the emotions that you uncovered there. 
While my coaching is mainly on confidence, I'm always happy to provide you with resources and a plan, like an action plan and accountability, if you want to have a one-on-one coaching session with me. And if that doesn't appeal to you or you feel you need more medical or mental health assistance, more like go to a psychologist or a psychotherapist or um, even seek out treatment for any cutting behaviors or eating disorder issues, that's fine. There is absolutely no shame in asking for help. That's really important for you to seek out if you feel like that's something you need to do. And talking to trusted people within your circle needs to be part of what you regularly do. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with asking for help. We all need it sometimes, but I would encourage you to do that. And if you have any questions or if you need me to be an accountability person, please go ahead and email me, DM me, message me, berettafleur at iCloud.com, or you can DM me or message me on any of my social handles, Instagram, Facebook, or TikTok. I'm more than happy to chat with you and just be there for you, you know? So super important, if you are treating your body like an emotional dumping ground, you need to figure out those emotions because your body is not going to be able to give you the answers that you need or the peace that you need. Kind of dovetailing off of that, if you suffer chronic pain or illness, or if you've been burned or scarred or disfigured in some way, If you have a disability that prevents you from doing the things that you feel are normal that people can do around you and you're frustrated and that makes you kind of loathe your body, this can be really tough, especially because you can't, again, get away from your body. And if you have a body part or system that seems like it's failing you, it can feel really frustrating and it can feel, you can feel really helpless and you can also feel really isolated and alone. Aside from seeking out that professional help and me extending my just being able to talk somebody to talk to for you with my one-on-one coaching. What I would recommend is gentleness with yourself and try to focus on what you can do and who you can be. Even if that means you are a loving, you know, kind, smart, funny, or creative person who's trapped in a body that is essentially letting you down or failing you or preventing you from achieving all that you would want to in your life. You are still here and you and your life still have value as a whole person. And try not to let that make you feel insecure or bitter or angry. And I know it's really tough and I know that you can feel alone and feel like, you know, nobody understands what you're going through, but, you know, a lot of people can. A lot of people can understand exactly what you're going through. And sometimes it's also good to seek out community, you know? When I was going through my struggles with trying to have children, it really helped. Even if I just saw somebody posting something on Instagram about a miscarriage, like I just felt like I needed to talk to them and be there with them in their sorrow and in their grief and in their frustration. And even if I didn't even know them, understand that you have value. Don't devalue yourself because of something physical, because we are just partly body. We are also mind, body, soul, and heart as well as all the actions and all of the things that we do and say to people. And we all have things that we bring to other people's lives. So try not to focus too much on that physical, guys.
The last sort of thing I want to address is when it comes to fixating on a certain part of your body, whether that's your nose, your butt, your gut, your feet, your hair, etc. We all have these things about our bodies that we get frustrated with or wish were different. And while these feelings can stem from confusion about bioidentity or even neurosis or mental illness, I'm going to focus here on the purely aesthetic ways we tear down our physical appearance with mainly comparing ourselves to others or having an inner monologue that is telling us something about our bodies on a regular basis. So this is mainly about when we look in the mirror and say, I hate my hair, or I hate my nose, or I hate how fat I am, or I'm way too tall and I look like a giant. Those things that might have come up in your exercise that are just negative towards you, like they're just, they're picking you apart, they're nitpicky, and they're mean, or they're just not, you're not perfect compared to some mental image that you have in your head, or somebody else is prettier than you, or somebody else has a better butt than you do, or somebody else has greater abs than you do. Those kinds of things, that's what we're talking about here. And I'm sorry if that triggered you. I didn't mean to say all those mean things. It's just, that's sometimes what we say to ourselves, right? So these overly critical thoughts usually stem from a hurtful or bullying experience from someone in our lives or maybe even a lack of perspective. Oftentimes we have an unrealistic or unwavering or even fixated idea of what constitutes attractiveness or prettiness and we are unable to look past that and become familiar with and attracted to another way of looking at somebody or something or a body part or someone. So if you want to, I challenge you to go over your exercise and think about all the things you say to yourself about yourself and see if they come from someone else's ideas or bullying statements. Or the next time you compare yourself to somebody saying, I wish I had hair like blank or a butt like blank or a nose like blank, I want you to try to think about why you feel like that person is better than you. Here's something I have to say about comparing yourself to other people. First off, if it's a celebrity or maybe somebody that you see online or on TV or whatever, you don't know how much money, time, and effort that person has put into their appearance. We have things like surgeries, makeup, filters, hair products, stylists, wardrobe styling, photo and video manipulation, all of which a lot of people have access to, especially celebrities. Most of the time, what we're seeing is not the reality of how people even look. Even if it's like something behind the scenes or no makeup or whatever, nine times out of 10, it's highly manipulated, staged, and curated. Because a lot of people just, they're putting their best selves forward and they're not showing you the real, real deal. And that's fine. I just don't want you to have this skewed idea of what people really look like. A little story for you. When I was in fine art school, we had figure drawing classes in which we sat eight hours a day for years drawing real live naked people. And this was people of all ages, all races, sexes, body types. We drew them basically how to learn to draw the human body. And there are specific ways that you learn how to do that. You measure between points. You look at light and shadow. You look at planes. It's like this whole thing. So it was a little awkward the first day. Um, but after like a couple days, we were all just like, eh, whatever. Like a whole classroom of students, just like, whatever. There's the naked dude. There's a naked girl in front of us. Like it just really turned into learning how to measure and draw. And it really stopped being about, hey, there's a naked stranger sitting like three feet away from you. <laughs> um, except for one time, one of them did come in when I was waiting tables and that was really awkward. I was like, I can't serve him. Anyway, <laughs> what that showed me, what that figure drawing class showed me 
sitting there measuring and staring at every detail of these bodies of strangers was that there are not just fat, thin, tall, short bodies, that everybody's body is is like truly, truly unique from the measurements between their toes to the spacing between their eyes, shape of their ears, um, the way their hands attach to their arms, the length of everything on them is just everybody is so different. And while, yes, some people are more symmetrical than others, our brains, like that's when you see somebody who's pretty, your brain is really just primally telling you they have good genes and therefore would be good to reproduce with and therefore we may primally find them attractive. So that's really just a kind of primal brain trick. It's not really based in reality. It's just something in their gene pool appeals to you to go procreate, to carry on the human race. So that's kind of what you're attracted to. But it doesn't mean that somebody else is more attractive. I mean, everybody is so different. It's just weird. I can't understand how people can compare themselves to anyone else after that experience because there's no other person like you or him or her or that person you're comparing yourself to. We're all genetically unique. Like, we don't look like each other ever. And at the end of the day, any of us sitting up there naked on a stage with a bunch of people drawing them, at the end of the day, you'd each be just as interesting to draw and turn into artwork as the next person. Just keep that in mind when you're trying to, when you're comparing yourself to somebody, is that A, it's like comparing apples and refrigerators. It's not, you're not the same. So why, why are you comparing? And, but B, we can't even control 90% of what we look like anyway. So why do we spend so much time tearing ourselves apart? Like most of it is genetics, guys. Why are you worried about, oh, I have this crazy hair? Like, good, great. 10 other people wish they had your crazy hair because they have this other hair that they don't like. You can't control it. So why are you tearing it apart? And why are you comparing it to somebody else? Because they can't control their what they have either. So... Just think about that next time you find yourself comparing yourself to somebody. When it comes to overly critical thoughts stemming from a hurtful or bullying experience, just think about why that is and why you're letting that in your head in the first place. Another story for you really quickly, and I want to leave you with this kind of story that happened. I had my best friend, Alicia. Hi, Alicia, if you're listening. And she has the most amazing nose. I love her nose. She has the best, strongest profile in the world. I love it. It's so cool. But growing up, we would be on the bus and there was this guy. He used to see my friend Alicia on the bus and he would be like, hey, big nose. Hey, nose. Hey, nose. Look at that schnoz. Hey, schnoz. He would just bully her and harass her about her nose. What, just because it wasn't some turned up little nose? And Alicia's mom was super cool. She's, she's still around. Hi, mom, if you're listening. <laughs> and um, she actually said to Alicia, because Alicia was really pissed off. She came home, she's like, mom, I can't take it. This guy is just so mean to me. He's bullying me. I have a big nose. And then she started to feel like, I hate my big nose. My nose is ugly. I want a nose job. On and on it went, right? And finally, Alicia's mom said, Alicia, did you ever take a look at his nose? And... The next day, Alicia did and noticed that he had one of the like biggest, hugest, lumpiest noses on the face of the planet. After that, Alicia realized it wasn't about her. It was about this guy who, for some reason, had been told in his life to hate his own nose because his own nose was different. 
And he felt like anytime he saw somebody else with a different nose, you know, whatever nose in his life was acceptable, <laughs> anytime he saw a nose outside of that, he would pick it apart and be mean to that person. When probably in his life, somebody had been mean to him about his nose. My point is, if you ever encounter bullying or somebody just being nasty about something, whether it's your body part or your weight or your height or even maybe the color of your skin or just how you look in general, any of that stuff. If anybody ever tells you that there's something quote unquote wrong with your appearance, just know that it's 100% their emotional issue and their problem and their own criticism. And it's something they picked up along the way. But whatever it is, that is their baggage. That is not yours. So do not make it yours. Do not sign up for that baggage. So if anybody... I don't care if it's your father, your mother, your sister, anybody in your family, your husband, your wife. If anybody has ever picked you apart physically, know that that is 100% on them and not having anything to do with you or anything that is wrong with you. And the best thing you can do for yourself is to just let that go right now and start working on your mental habits. The next time you find yourself saying that thing to yourself in the mirror, I want you to just stop. Try going a day or even a week without thinking that to yourself. Every time that thought comes in your head, I want you to say, shut up, not my baggage. There's a lot of good people out there that aren't going to tear you apart. And I encourage you to consistently go through your life and find those people that aren't going to be critical of you. And if you're critical of yourself, like I said, give yourself a day off. Give yourself a week off from tearing yourself apart and see how it feels. I think you'll feel better. I think that what will happen is you will start being able to see yourself as just yourself and your face as just your face and your body as just your body because that's you and nobody else on the planet has your genetic makeup. Nobody else on the planet is you and can be you in the way that you are. And I don't think that you should try to be anybody else. And just remember this at the end of the day, you only have one body. You can't trade it for anybody else's. So get used to it, because it's here for the rest of your life. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. If you did, please give it a five-star review. And I very much appreciate you sticking around. You can sign up for my email list as well as get more content, including videos and a free coaching quiz on BerettaFleur.com.